Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to this week's cannabis news from High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PostageGrowing.com. This week, we cover the usual news stories from around the world. And we have an awesome interview this week coming out on Wednesday with Dr. Bonnie Goldstein about epilepsy and autism, which is, it's a great interview. And we also have another follow-up question and answers live stream coming on the 4th of March. So it'd be great if you could join us live for that as well. Check it out on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash high and homegrown. Of course, we would massively appreciate it if you head to the social network channels of ours, just whatever social network you're on, search for high and homegrown and you'll find us and you can follow us like the pages or do whatever you do on that particular social network that you, you that you prefer to use. Also, if you haven't already, we would massively appreciate it if you can leave a review on whichever podcasting network you use to listen to the show. That would help us get the show out there to more people and we massively appreciate it as well. So we've got lots of cool interviews coming up. As I said this week, it's with Dr. Bonnie Goldstein and that'll be coming out on Wednesday. Stay tuned for that, it's a really good interview. On Friday, we'll be doing the Grow Guides, which is all about the vegetative stage of cannabis plants, including topping and training and what you'll feed the plant and all sorts of things like that. Very good Grow Guide section. So again, this is the news. I hope you enjoy the stories. And if you have any news stories that you would like us to cover on next week's show, then head over to PersiesGrowing.com and post in the High and Homegrown section, and we'll cover them next week. I hope you enjoy this week's news. I'll catch you after this. See you in a bit. Yes, yes, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to High and Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersiesGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this evening, we have Temple Grower from Canada. Yeah, hello. Um, how are you guys? <laughs> oh, good. We have Monkey Dude from the Southeast USA. Greetings, everybody, from the somewhat warm Southeast. Greenbeard from Ireland. Hello, everybody. And Marge, also from Canada. That's right. Keep them warm over here. Thanks for asking, everyone. I'm skeptical of that claim. <laughs> you should be. Yeah. We know the numbers, yes. What is going on this week? Is, is anybody want to jump and go first? Sure, Mackie. Let me go first, since mine is still kind of a little bit tacking on to all this Mississippi news and stuff that's been going on. So cool, cool. kind of wrap it all up into one piece. But anyway, this week, a federally owned Mississippi uh, utility company, a federally owned utility company walked back a threat to block electricity for mer medical marijuana businesses in Mississippi. This comes from MarijuanaMoment.com. And the deal is a federally owned utility company that recently stirred controversy after signaling that it was going to refuse to provide wholesale electrical services to state legal marijuana businesses clarified on Tuesday that it won't take such action, but it was threatening because they're a federally, federally owned company and, and uh, marijuana is federally illegal that initially they said they would not be providing this, this resource to any marijuana business whatsoever. Wow. So, uh, it uh, said, so following Mississippi's move to legalize medical cannabis, the TVA said in a public statement that while it is under contract to, to provide wholesale electric services to local power companies, which are regulated at the state level, federal law means that its resources and funds may not purposely be used to facilitate activity that is potentially violates federal law. So basically what they were saying that if you, if you sold uh, electricity to these medical marijuana this, uh, coming businesses that they were going to cut you off. So they walked back this claim. Now, the interesting part of this is because I know a little bit about things in Mississippi, and I also realized that the University of Mississippi or Ole Miss, which is where uh, medical uh, marijuana, federally grown medical marijuana is grown, is also in northern Mississippi. And it's been, get, been getting TVA power for, for decades. So this was kind of, to me, a, a, a perfect example of, let's say, hypocrisy or a tangle between uh, federal law and state laws at this point. And, you know, we've always had this problem in, in the United States with the banking laws. We have federally legal, I mean, state legal marijuana businesses and federally illegal marijuana businesses at the same time. And because of these regulations, 
these companies can't have banks. So we talked to people and they were talking telling us about how some of these dispensaries and, and whatnot were actually renting office buildings with safes in them to keep their cash in because they couldn't have a bank. So with all these things now, as, as the web of, of legal marijuana starts going further and further, now we're starting to get further and further more things that are federal and state are intertwined and, and they're starting to have conflicts. And why this particular article caught my interest, the TVA doesn't only service Mississippi, it is a utility service that was built during the depression and it covers four states. Mississippi was only the first state that legalized any type of marijuana. So this question was bound to come up. And it was, you know, to me, the biggest hypocrisy in the whole thing was that the government's been growing weed down there for years. So <laughs> I just kind of wanted to bring this to the attention saying like, thank you very much, federal government, for showing your ass on this one again. You said it, TJ? I just said, do as I say, not as I do. Mm. Pretty much. And, and I, I kind of suspect, and, I'm, and I can't prove this, but as much... Uh, hassle as, as some of the people in Mississippi have been giving this whole medical marijuana program. I can't help to say that somebody, you know, maybe tried to rat them out or tried to, to cause a problem here. It just seems so typical. So the TVA is some kind of uh, state of uh, a federally owned electricity yes. company, right? And it only provides the four states. Uh, the TVA is, is called the Tennessee Valley Authority. And during the depression, the 1929 uh, yes, depression. A, a series series of dams was built through through the mountains down through, through the Tennessee Valley, and it created reservoirs. And on these reservoirs, they put hydroelectric dams. Right, right. And all of most all of Tennessee gets the power through the hydro. And in parts of I believe it's Alabama, Mississippi, uh, uh, I have to go back and look at the map again. Be honest with you, but there's five mm -hmm. states that that pull a little bit of power from these things. All of all of Tennessee. But Mississippi is the first one to crack the marijuana barrier, other right. than the federal owned facility in northern Mississippi, right where all this power controversy <laughs> is. So what this was threatening to do to the people in Mississippi was any any person who wanted to open a, a marijuana facility, whether it be a dispensary or a uh, anything in there that lived in northern Mississippi was was going to be denied electrical service. Oh, They've so got it resolved offered. now, but yeah, that would have basically effectively completely blocked Northern Mississippi from participating in a legal market. And is there other companies that they could go to? Well, in certain certain of those areas, the answer is no. Certain of those areas are serviced basically by TVA generated power. The power grid runs mm. a certain way and there is some overlap in power grids, but generally a lot of the utility companies don't like to do overlap because it's, you know, it's, it's expensive would, on, on infrastructure. Would they be able to become self-sufficient in a way with wind uh, or with solar or with solar and not have to rely on the grid at all it would it's be very possible. expensive yeah that's what i was going to say i don't yeah, think it's very I don't think expensive. it's done around here and that would be extremely expensive to, to be forced to do that but i was mm -hmm. glad that the somebody had enough sense and enough people complained real quickly that they walked the statement back but it was it's it's a interesting how government can make such threats to you us know, billy bond says here in the chat he said uh but they pay federal taxes, so they're happy to take the illegal tax money, no problem, and in cash too. Yeah. Hmm. Now, what, what happened is uh, basically what, what solved this whole problem in, in Mississippi was the lawmakers basically went back and reminded the TVA that it is under contract to Mississippi to provide power to any legally operating business in the state of Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And because marijuana will now become legal, they have to provide power to legally operating businesses by contract. So they held them to the word of the contract. But you Man, had to push things. You had to push on the federal government again. a little bit. Yeah. Had to push that little, you know, <clears throat> the federal government kind of show them the, who's boss there a little bit. Like, hey, you're talking about contracts. You wrote <laughs> this contract. Do it. Uh, it's funny, man. It so is. They're, they're all going, all the all these states are going to be legalized before you, monkey. <laughs> well, you're probably right, you know. I've always made the statement that my state will probably be last. So, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, we'll see. Crazy. We'll Honestly. see what happens, man. Yeah. I feel your pain, monkey, because I've said the same thing about here. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, you think it's going to be, you know, Ireland's going to be the last country, you think, Jeeb? Yeah. I think I think the UK and everywhere will have it way before us. I think Germany already has it. France is on the fucking border of it. Spain yeah. has it. Italy, everywhere. Has it. We, we will be the last I think that what's going to happen 
because of the way things work in the United States with the economic system and total capitalism, I think what's going to happen in my state, at least, is that when everybody around us has it and everybody's leaving the state, spending their money everywhere else, and the lawmakers finally see tax revenue going, mm-hmm. then, then they'll say, okay, we'll do it now. Yeah. But my state is not, doesn't seem to be smart enough to get in on the game early enough to actually reap the benefit of the taxes. That's going to be what happens with us in the UK. By the time our shit gets, you know, by the time we legalize, there's uh-huh. going to be all the gaps in the market are already filled by people from the states of Canada. It's like there's nothing mm-hmm. left for us to do now. Yeah. But down in the south down here, you know, people are, are because there is such a, a stance against it by a certain set, there's still, there is a majority of people in the southeast that, that, that want, both medical and recreational marijuana legalized, but there is a strong enough set against it that they're pulling stupid stunts like this just to put any anything that they possibly can in front of us to stop us. So it's it's terrible. We have it's to keep fighting. One. We have to you have to keep calling them on this bull. You know, Thailand's going to be legal before you. By the way, <laughs> 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 yeah. okay. a couple of weeks ago, Thailand because I can no, get weed there. I just want to say something yes. before we move on to this fucking news article here. Right, is a couple of weeks ago we co- was it? No, was it? Yeah, just last week. Wasn't it? It's last week's news. We covered a man from Thailand, if you remember, oh, who yes. amputated his own penis, and as a result, GB, Thailand is one step closer. To decriminalizing marijuana. <laughs> That's such good to know for Thailand. You know, yeah. it's like, what the fuck, man? Did you not read the news? Do you not know what cannabis does, Thailand? So That's quite a but second. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, on really um, positive note, Thailand is one step closer. On Tuesday, just gone, Thailand um, basically decriminalized marijuana in the use of CBD, they still have made it illegal if the cannabis contains more than 0.2% of the psychoactive ingredient that they like to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh-huh. THC. You know, I find it hard to say that big long word, so I'm not going to try. <laughs> you, 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 it takes one of them. You have to practice for a while, man. It's a tetrahydrocannabinoid. Just break it down. Try it a few times. You'll get it, man. I can't. I'm only messing. You speak well, like two languages, so <laughs> you can handle that. Oh. But anyway, <laughs> as we keep going, um, at the signing, the, the public health minister, Anne Nutton, said that um, he hoped to set out a new history for cannabis in Thailand and to remove the stigma. Around it. He said his um, words were, cannabis actually has plenty of medical benefits, not different from other herbs. And we are trying our best to make the Thai people enjoy both the medical and the economical benefits of it. This man has his fucking head screwed on. For now. Well, well, nice. it's kind of. It's only going to be for medical so far, isn't it? And it's only CBD. They're not doing it CHC. is, but he does say further on down, which we'll come to in a few minutes. Um, he do, It is um, going to be the production of sale of cannabis will remain partially regulated. However... Yeah. The recreational use of marijuana is not legal, but it will be in the coming years. It's in the pipeline, as right? We'll okay, yeah, you know, as we will see further in, in the story. Um, the minister's policy is to promote use at the minute of cannabis for medical purposes because he knows how fucking benefit medicinal cannabis is to every for multiple diseases and illnesses. And fucking conditions, not just a very fall, small few select ones that they have in certain places, like in Ireland. Um, the delisting will take 120 days from the time they publish it. So it's got to give them plenty of time to get a, a bill in place and to seek approval from the parliament and um, to clarify things. They are going to allow home grow, yes, for um, certain conditions. Um, which is going to um, for the likes of depression and something else. Yeah, cancer and depression. Cancer and depression. There we are to grow plants at home, which is fucking such a good thing. Yeah, because man. we we do know it is so much cheaper to fucking grow your good fucking high quality medicine at home than it is to buy it off the dispensaries and the clinics, unfortunately. That's and crazy how Thailand's doing this already. Mm. Man. Mm-hmm. But and they have... Such good weed over there too. 
Oh, just I if you weed get was like badly it. illegal over in Thailand. Yeah, I think it's you, somewhere else. Taiwan, maybe. You, no, no, Thailand. 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 Yeah, if you get yeah. caught in Thailand, you was in big, big trouble. Yeah. You've made movies about that, haven't you? Yeah, like Midnight Express, right? That was one of them. Yeah, he was coming from Thailand with that, and he ended up in a Thai prison. Isn't there I think one it was Turkey. Was a... Yeah, Express, Turkey. yeah was it Midnight Express was Turkey. I, it was I think Turkey. there's been a few movies, though. Yeah, especially if you're from outside of Thailand. Yeah. You get caught, you're screwed. Yeah, and even, even small amounts, like, you can get into fucking big trouble for... But this is really good news because, you see, the people, the government of Thailand actually see hanging on cannabis instead of us fucking criminalizing and putting all of these people in prison for it. There's no reason for them because... You know how expensive it is to keep people in prison. Mm-hmm. Why don't we legalize it? We can put it all out to fucking everybody can benefit from it. Then the government will benefit from the fucking taxes that they get from it. The people are going to benefit from, it, from producing it and from selling from, you know, it's just got to be a win-win situation when cannabis is legalized and when it's legalized properly. And when there's no bullshit about like the likes of what they have in America now with the bank, you know, mm. If they do it properly, it's everyone will benefit from it. Like it, it is a wondrous plant from everything. It will solve so many problems of the world. Well, I'm, just, I'm just slightly shocked that Thailand's getting there before the UK. That's crazy. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> 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 Mackie. No. Yeah, well, yeah, sorry, I'll just <laughs> I will finish with what the what the good man himself said that he does hope. Um, when asked, why don't they? do the legalized cannabis for recreation use at the same time he, um, and do like what the way they do with alcohol and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He said that he doesn't, basically he doesn't think it's ready, but right. he does hope that Thailand will, will finally liberalize both for recreational and medical use like the United States or Canada. But he understands that it will take many more years for this to happen. Mm-hmm. But he is right. At least the door is open now. Yeah, so that so step people forward. are going to be able to prescribe it. And, they will be, be able to prescribe THC and stuff. It's just they're not going to be able to grow themselves and they're not going to be able to buy it over the counter. That's not to say that if it's not prescribed to them that they won't be able to use it. Mm. You know, So there is steps in the right direction for them. And yeah. I am so happy for the people of Thailand that they are going to be not going to be persecuted the way they are. Because if they are caught with a bit of weed over there, fuck me, man. You think it's bad over here? They have a fucking way worse. Mm. Um, I think it was the Philippines no. I was thinking of as well. That, you know, if you found with weed in the Philippines, you're fucked, right? Is that right, TG? Um, I suppose it depends who you are, like everywhere. If you're with but... Cheryl, yeah, right? Mm. Yeah, I, <laughs> I avoided it while I was there. I'll say that. So, yeah. Yeah, fuck that not, shit. Uh, it? Not worth the yeah. problems no. you can incur. Should we go into your news with the how, how's Saskatchewan doing there, TG? Yeah. Yeah, that's quite the. A swing, but yeah, it wasn't uh, a smooth segue like the other one. No, not at all. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we can try it... next time. Let's try and move it into. Let's try and move into Margie's one after this with a oh, smooth segue. Cool. Yeah, I mean, let's do it. You can never s- smoothly segue into a Saskatchewan story. I'll tell you. So it's the it's the word Saskatchewan. It takes practice. You know, you got you got to feel ready to say it. Yeah, so. it is uh, a <laughs> one of those words that. Like, I, I, it's so familiar for me. But anyway, yeah, news from Saskatchewan today. We, uh, the, the story's from Global News, uh, one of our local news things here in Canada. And it's how Saskatchewan cannabis prices have plummeted. And uh, truth be told, I'm not too pervy or uh, cognizant of the prices as mm-hmm. I don't really frequent these shops that much. But I do have uh, one of them. Uh, open their online menu and I'm just looking and yes, the prices are cheap. Um, the story says, you know, Saskatchewan prices have plummeted since the product became legal in 2018. Um, essentially, it's because of oversupply or not oversupply, but just co- competition. Saskatchewan initially um, had a lottery to, uh, you know, you had to play the lottery and if you won, then you got to open a store. They scrapped that mm-hmm. and then opened up the market basically to anybody who wants to open a store can open a store and the yeah the the story here says it went from six to 30 stores in like one year um and um because of that obviously we know how you know capitalism and competition and and, uh market pressure works so you know you gotta 
always have an edge on your your uh, competition. So blind demand and shit. Exactly. Yep. And addition to that, there's this thing here called the Saskatchewan Weed Pool, which if you know anything about Saskatchewan, it's hilarious because we used to have a a farmer coalition co-op called the Saskatchewan Wheat Pool, which kind of did the same thing for farmers to be able to um, distribute their wheat at more, you know, get better deals from instead of having to deal with it individually, they formed this this co-op cooperative. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing that these guys did. So there's uh, 16 independent retail members in Saskatchewan, and they're they're able to um, throw their weight around a bit more in terms of uh, they can like, for example, package their own shit instead of having to buy it from some pr- uh, processing place where you pay for the processing, right? They, they can avoid that middleman type shit. So yeah, it's allowed them to be able to be more competitive. But again, the prices, uh, again, I, I said I had the, the website open here. The cheapest one they have is you can get a 28 gram bag of Karma cookies for 354 Canadian per gram. Um, wow. Three dollars fifty four cents. So yeah, that's, that's fucking cheap, man. That's good price. That's a fair price for cannabis. I think that is. Yeah, yeah. And that's just single gram. Three dollars. Like, is that buying a, like a single gram container? No, no. That's for you have to buy an ounce to get that. Oh, I see. But that that's the, fair, man. The cheapest. I I mean it's yeah it is it's cheap. I don't know how much the producers can make on on a price like that. Well, in my opinion, it's like a three point five needs to be about the same price as a six pack of beer. Yeah, and the 3.5s, the cheapest one they have, that's a, an eighth for anyone who doesn't know, is a Pennywise one-to-one for five ninety nine a gram. So yeah, I mean, they are reasonably priced. But this, says, this article says nothing about the quality. It just talks about objective price, you know. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't yeah, mean that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the 341 a gram uh weed might not be the same as one you might get from your guy or something you know because uh yeah the quality is definitely important but it doesn't mean that it's not out there there are a few like a lot of people say there's good a few producers that produce good cheap ounces so i mean if you're not after you know fucking drinking craft beer you just want to have a a couple budweiser's with the game then that seems like an appropriate application right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's nice to see you know I would yep. say that pretty much everything you just said is pretty much what's happening in Ontario too. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Cause they yeah. had the lottery at first here in Ontario as well. And then they scrapped that. And that's right. why a city I'm, like, I'm in a city of like a hundred thousand people and the number of stores we have now is ridiculous. But I mean, that's probably a, a good thing, right? I mean, it, it, the strongest survive kind of like other industries, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it sucks for people that get, laid off or something when their store sucks but right. <laughs> i mean i don't know but yeah. i have seen prices like since we opened there i mean prices have gone down pretty dramatically across mm. the board almost and it's not it's pretty easy to find walk into the store and buy an ounce bag for 95 bucks plus tax but mm-hmm. so see yeah. i think it should be you know for the price you'd get a pint or a bottle of beer you should be able to get a gram of weed and you know, yeah. i think it should be something like that man it's like because if you're an experienced smoker, you'd be hit like you would do off a pint of alcohol, you know, if you smoke a spliff. Same but that's kind of being fucked, you know, it's not massively fucked, it's just a little hit by it. But that's it, like Mikey, but that three dollars, that like that would equate down to like fucking say two euro or fucking mm-hmm. two maybe maybe it'd be less. It'd be like what one fucking eighty pounds or something like that. That's fair and reasonable. Even fucking to buy CBD weed over here, they're charging me at least a ten or a gram for yeah. fucking CBD, man. You know, that's just fucking ridiculous. Ryan does have a good point, though. You know, like he lists Value Buds, Canna Cabana, Fire and Flower. Those are just some chain stores. Um, essentially, they're they are kind of killing off the local competition sometimes, right? Because they have a lot more buying power. And I guess within Saskatchewan, with regard to the article, that cooperative helps. But still, I mean, it would be hard to compete against, you know, Starbucks if you're just a little coffee store back in the mm-hmm. in the heyday of Starbucks, yeah. right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, that's an, an issue. Those value buds too. I think there's like a cost cannabis and value buds because they have those in Ontario as well. Mm. They're owned by like what is it, Aurora Canopy Grove. Yeah, exactly. Like and they're selling their stuff so cheap, like because they I just know. had a fucking huge subsidy from the government because of this COVID shit. I mentioned it. Sorry, everybody. 
But yeah, who, who was telling us that? Who was telling us that shit about the um the money being I invested? Know. I don't know how they make money. Sorry, Marge. Yeah. So I don't know how they make money. How, how cheap their prices are. They must be operating at a loss or something. Because yeah, the definitely. the government gave them a shitload of money for the over the COVID thing to uh, keep workers on board. Was it British Steve? They're they're playing the fucking system big time. Those big companies, mm-hmm. like their yep. lawyers, know what the fuck mm-hmm. they're doing in terms of the loopholes and how to avoid paying. Like Anything. I read a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Canopy Canopy had to pay a bunch of excise tax. You know, because they sell shit, but they got all of that excise tax back through those subsidies and other ways of so effectively they didn't have to pay anything, mm-hmm. but yet they still operated a loss because nobody wants their dog shit weed. So and in, all these in their... these mom and pop stores that like, do have to pay their taxes have to charge more so people don't go yeah. there. It's it's fucking it's not capitalism, it's no, crony no. capitalism bullshit. It takes that's, that's that's why like it's important to like support good local people i know north 40 actually just had a tweet that gord said he is he's not lowering his prices anymore you got to make a stand Mm -hmm. right when you have good quality and i like i smoked north 40 shit it's fucking good shit uh as far as you can get like i have no problem with that and i would have no problem paying the farmer you know directly and that's Mm -hmm. that's what i think should happen i like if it's good you should you should pay for it just like it you know that's at, like a uh, coffee shop. It's the same with anything. Exactly. Exactly. If you want the good shit, you gotta pay more. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's mean, the gourmet stuff. It's it's why all of our shit is now made in only a few different places, you know, because we've accepted that we didn't want to support those guys because yeah, they make good stuff, but this stuff decent and it's way cheaper. So mm-hmm. what happened to all those guys? And, and businesses over the years, whether it was, you know, the, I have a toaster oven here that was made in Brampton, Ontario. You cannot, there's no Brampton, Ontario toaster factory anymore. You know why? Because people decided to stop buying shit from there. Mm. And then those people had to go do something else. And now there's, now that we want that again, it's not there. So we've monopolized ourselves. Mm. So yeah, when we have the opportunity, like we have in this nascent cannabis industry in Canada, we should definitely seek out the good people and support them and not just go for the value buds and the cheap ounces and stuff you know i have no skin in the game for the legal industry either again i'm i say grow your own no matter what Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah yeah if you're gonna buy it though buy it from good people right and if you're Mm -hmm. gonna sell it you know these big guys and these big companies well not big companies but you know you you're you're growing some weed for in these legal businesses like uh, you know the Stoner Chef. Remember when we had the Stoner yeah. Chef on? Spartan, yeah, sure. This kind of level guys, not the Aurora guys. But if you're selling it to these small mom and pop stores, maybe sell it cheaper than mm. what you would to the bigger guys. Like fuck you, we're doing this backwards. <laughs> mm, you know? Maybe. But I think oh, cannabis users and and smokers seem to be more privy to that kind of shit anyway. They know to support these smaller companies. You know, shop locally rather than on the internet if you can and it seems as if cannabis growers and users are, are more just, they're more aware of it than most i was i i hate to see what's going to happen to the community or to the to the industry when amazon starts because then you're not even going to have to get up and go out you know mm-hmm. you'd be able to just fucking out oh, there's fucking order your state on the thing and Man, i was just having this thought the other day gb know? about this fucking yeah. this metaverse shit because we all spoke about the metaverse yeah, yeah. It's like, is it really going to take off the way people expect it to? I, I see Zuckerberg just on and off now. Zuckerberg has changed the, the rules of the metaverse here. Real people can't go within four foot of each other because there was virtual gropers. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Some woman said she was virtually gang raped. Her oh, avatar course. was virtually gang raped. Oh, it's like the is. amount of times I've been teabagged on Call of Duty. Fuck me. Yeah. Wow, so, yeah. that took like five minutes before it all went to shit. That's the first mm-hmm. thing people do is start assaulting. Oh my god. Yeah. God. Yeah, so you can't be caught doing it, so I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah. fuck well, people really are stupid. Cry, socially distancing on the virtual <laughs> oh my fucking pillars, man. They're gonna have masks on next, man. But honestly, what is gonna happen to the fucking to the likes of all the dispensaries and things when fucking Amazon is going to be able to deliver it to your fucking door. You're not even going to have to get off your fucking sorry ass. Yeah, but it's you, you can go buy shit from the from the shop rather than go to the pub. But people still go to the pub. It's because it's for the social aspect. 
I'd still want to go and chill down at the coffee shop with a few mates, smoke a few bowls, and then go home. Uh, I'd enjoy doing that and then go home and chill, you know. Some people do like going into a dispensary, though, and then having, like, you know, you, you get to know customers, you learn their yeah, names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that, there is that aspect, and a lot of dispensaries will offer just delivery as well. I'd argue, too, that, like, speaking of the community that we spoke of just a second ago, uh, cannabis community is quite, um, like, zealous, I suppose would be a word, um, in terms of supporting each other. You know, we've had to this whole time buying from your guy. That's supporting local essentially right you know i mean in a way but yeah you had to go out of your way and do some work to support and by support you know it was kind of by default you know but still when you go to the hydro store and all that stuff like we 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 look out for each other it seems like so i I feel like the the craft industry if anywhere can flourish is it would be in cannabis because you know i rage against the legal industry all the time but Honestly, I haven't signed up yet, but I'm really looking forward to trying out some of this legal, not that cheap, uh, legally produced cannabis products, mostly the hash rosin. Mm. Um, but even his his flower looks and is great. You know, I, like I said, I've smoked it before. It's, it is great. It's just I can produce that too, but I can't produce the hash rosin and all that stuff. So there's it's definitely has a value. But yeah, when you support the good people doing it, you you know that they're going to keep doing it you know it's the same thing as i feel like when i go to a heavy metal show most of the metal shows i go to are, are really small club shows right so if if we don't go to these shows these guys don't have a job essentially because these are the only shows that a lot of these bands play they're not fucking metallica playing stadiums and shit they they live off their tour money and mm-hmm. so it's important to go support that because i like the music and if i don't support the music it goes away same mm-hmm. thing with craft cannabis so um Hopefully that, that, and I, I do think that it'll be, be a, a thing, you know, people, people hate fucking the big corporate shit. So uh, we'll see, but this well, is the year, I think. Marge, as, as our only maybe dispensary expert, if you will, do you find more people are interested in low price or high quality when they come in? Uh, that's a great question. And I would say it's 50, 50, probably mm-hmm. there's a, and like, it, that's going to depend on where you're located my store is located in the downtown area uh, next to some more marginalized communities. So you, we get a lot of people who don't have as much money coming in. So obviously mm-hmm. they're looking for the less expensive weed and there's lots to choose from in that category, but there's definitely connoisseurs that come in that want, you know, the stuff with all the terpenes in it and they want the quality and they're checking package dates and all that kind of thing. So would, would you say there was also a, an, uprising in women coming into your coffee shop march <laughs> well yes did you uh, get did you get the segue that's the I, shit I, I was gonna roll with that <laughs> so it just so happens that uh female cannabis consumption keeps growing imagine that mm. an article from 420 intel.ca <laughs> so this article is talking about the increase in uh cannabis consumerism from women and what does it say here? So the consumers are on a conti- female cannabis consumers are on a continued increase in the U.S., increasing 55% from quarter one of 2020 to uh, quarter four in 2021. Well, that's a big rise. That is shit. It is. And the growing consumer demographic is even more robust in Canada, where both Gen Z and millennial females posted even higher rates than in the U.S. In fact, female Canadian consumers contributed to 36.7% of cannabis spending in quarter four of 2021, 4.1% higher than in the U.S. That was significant money right there. It is. So women are pulling out their wallets and buying weed. Now, it did say that they have a strong preference for topicals and that nearly half of their cannabis expenditures were occurring within this subset. And they also spent more money in the edibles category as an edibles enthusiast myself, I get it. And also topicals, you know, maybe that's part of the self-care thing that women are always needing to do because their lives are hectic. And yeah, so it's just interesting that maybe we're coming out of the closet more because it's been still pretty heavily stigmatized, especially Mm -hmm. for women, because there's always that, you know, 
that sort of idea of what a cannabis user looks like, and it's usually not very favorable. One of the things this article mm -hmm. talked about <laughs> is, uh, is that they wanted products that were more discreet and that kind of thing. And I think that's still saying that there is still a lot of stigma around cannabis consumption and women because, you know, they just feel they can't be as open about it or they're going to be judged. Mm -hmm. And the increase could also be, you know, women being like, fuck it, the, this pandemic's been really hard and I'm going to, I'm going to use some weed to help deal with it, which mm. also makes sense to me. So yeah, it's good to see. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And we'll probably see it like continue to rise as well. As mm. mm -hmm. I would definitely have to agree with you that my wife would be in the category of liking having products that are easily concealed or not easily recognized. Right. When she yes. goes in, she likes the like you know the, the discreet vape pens or maybe edibles that look like something else kind of thing all the time. She likes that a lot. And you know the vape pen category, like from what I see in my store, is huge. A lot of women are using those, but people generally. My only thing with that is I just don't like it as much. My own personal it. experience, I don't. The high isn't as nice. It's well, not like as, vape carts or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just not as good. In my humble opinion, but I, I they're, popular. they're super yeah. one dimensional because they don't have the full, they can't right. have the full experience, you know, right. it's either distillate or rosin based. And I mean, but even, even like the full spectrum ones aren't the same. I mean, I use them. They're very convenient if you're going somewhere or you're going out. Sure. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, they, they kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you, marriage, because yeah. You know the small little one gram ones that you get, like they're fucking people sell them for a hundred quid over here. And I know people that would get them and they they would smoke them and they go, Oh yeah, like two, three blasts off, and you're fucking stuck to the couch and you're going, I could sit there and smoke the whole thing and I'm not gonna get that effect. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, it just it hits yeah. people so so different, doesn't it? It does. It really does, yeah. And I find too that you can get really high from them, but then you're high, like you come down really quickly. So you're hitting. Yeah. Your and you come down really quick because you think about how much yeah. you spent on the fucking thing, and it comes <laughs> really high. Well, I they will say they're a lot fast. cheaper in Canada than in Ireland, so there is yeah. that. They're, mm -hmm. they're nowhere near a hundred bucks, but no. it's just not as it's just not as good. People like them no. for the convenience, but beyond that, I don't, I don't get the appeal because they they're pretty as a product category as well. There's a lot of defects in them too. Yes, they are. Some of those carts just plug up and, and have all kinds of issues. Yeah. Uh, the new one about the mighty man. Better, but yeah, the mighty doesn't have those issues. But yeah, the dry herb vaporizer is the way to go. Mm -hmm. I believe it. Yeah. I think you get the same or almost the same high as smoking it from yeah, the mighty. So, you know, and you don't, it's not the same high from those vape carts. No, no, those problems is the battery, man. You just, they're not. Just they're disposable, so you're just hucking lithium batteries all over the place. I agree. Fun. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. the yeah, the, the waste the other day. Yeah, I, I yeah. hate seeing this. It's the cannabis industry. They just single use profiles. A lot of them are. Yeah, the um, cost, they, you can refill them, but yeah, most people throw them away. There's no refillable ones on the legal market in Canada right now. Ah. You have to buy the new cartridges, and then the batteries you buy to go with them are like ten bucks. So of course they don't last that long. So, so this is where you need that whole, you know, bring it back, and we'll give you a dollar back on your price kind of thing. We do have a thing where you can bring them in to be recycled. You don't get money back for it, but people just do it anyway. But yeah, they should, man. Lithium is a bit difficult to get hold of. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's something you need to be putting into the environment for dogs and shit to chew on. And... Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, there's a pretty wasteful product. Just buying flour is obviously a lot better yeah. for the environment, generally speaking, as a category. And of course, edibles are great, but people, it's cheaper to make your own. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the best way as well. And I actually, yeah. I, I prefer a full spectrum edible over the you know commercially made single note THC. Thing. Well, because a lot of those too are made with like a distillate or whatever, and then they'll put right. on the package it's a sativa and indica, and people are coming yeah. in like, I only want sativa edibles, and I'm just like, oh, f you. Yeah. <laughs> no, just don't say it. Just sell them what they want. Sativa <laughs> edibles. Man. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna put loads of beep yeah. in there. Like, you know, when I come to edit this in March, it's just like, uh, fuck you, and he's like, beep 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 beep. beep. <laughs> it's just put loads. Then we go, fucking out. Mine's right on one there. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a troll. So I've never heard that one before, man. Yeah, I've it's sativa edibles. Mm. 
the the, uh, the answer I got when I did the research on that one was, is there is such a thing as edibles made from sativas and it would be the uh, minor cannabinoids that would be the difference. But it has to be a full spectrum thing. It can't just be a, a distillate kind of thing. Full right, sativa indica thing is fucked. It is well, fucked yeah, because- yeah. It, the category, it doesn't make any, it doesn't, it's not no, a thing. They have their own category of it over in Ireland, Marge. Cannabis sativa is the good cannabis. That's the medical cannabis. And cannabis indica is the bad cannabis. So we have uh, one news story, one more news story we should get to. And it's quite a good one, actually, from the UK, at least. And for Carly. Remember Carly Barton? She was on the show a long time ago. She hasn't been on the show for ages. The whole Cancard thing. All over the news today, man. Yeah, this is what the story's about. Yeah, she's been every hour. uh, Fox News, not Fox News, Sky News, just as bad, really. Yeah. uh, They've been playing a clip about Cancard up on the news for people to see, which has been good. I I watched it. It was decent. You know, it it was okay. You'd still like to see more being said, really. But enough was put across. I mean, it's something that the amount of awareness this raises for medical cannabis in the UK is huge. But it is all about, you know, they, they were speaking to a guy who bought the bought, buys his prescription from the pharmacy and shit like that. And, mm-hmm. and he gets them from the uh, legacy market as well. But it's just it, it's just not where it needs to be, is it? It needs to be on the fucking NHS. We don't want people ha- having these can cards. And it's something that Carly brings up. In the article, like it's like she, she's running a business that she wishes didn't need to exist, which essentially is what, what CanCard is. But it says, uh, medical cannabis users turn to illicit markets over expensive prescriptions and fear they face arrest. And we heard this from Liam just a couple of weeks ago. Last week's interview was with William Lewis, and he could face arrest. He has to take over a police warning or get charged for possession of cannabis, even though he's a legal medical cannabis prescription holder. And he still had to face problems from the police. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was legal medicine coming from a legal dispensary, a clinic on in fucking the UK. Like, yeah. So, a, as we know it, here, it says uh, the use of the Class B drug for health purposes was legalized in 2018, but thousands of people are struggling to access it. <clears throat> so that's uh, one of the problems. It's either they can't get the prescription or they can't afford the prescription because it's fucking expensive shit. Paying like 150 an ounce or something, 160 an ounce. And people can't afford that in the UK, man. People are still earning like 250 pounds a week, 300 pounds a week for their their full-time jobs. And it's an absolute fucking joke. Mm -hmm. So to be able to pay 150 of that straight out to buy medicine, it's a a piss take. This is why you need to grow your own again, you know? So an ID card. yeah. Yeah, yeah. An ID card has been launched, which was launched fucking ages ago, he should have said that allows medical users to prove to the police that they're allowed to carry the substance. So, and this is the, uh, the can card that Carly bought out. And there's, I think it was like episode 10 or something like that when Carly was on the show and she told us all about can card just as it was coming out. And it seems to be doing good things. People, you know, people have been in trouble with the police before it says here an estimate, uh, an estimate suggests that can card has prevented 1400 people from being criminalized since it was rolled out one year ago. So it's only been a year. And it seems to have done some good. Some police officers do listen to it, but again, a lot of them just aren't informed on what, what uh, on what's what's going on. Some of them still not aware that cannabis is legal for medicine in some places. It's fucking stupidness. Now, applications need to provide a summary of care record from a GP that details their health condition, and a strict validation process is also in place. You know, it's ridiculous, man. You have to jump through all these hoops to get fucking harmless herb. You know, essentially harmless. You know, we know that you, you're not going to be able to kill yourself on it, but you can go into Boots or fucking any pharmacy here in the UK and buy a, a couple of boxes of paracetamol. They'll say nothing. But if you take that two boxes of paracetamol, then it's going to be your last headache. You know, this is uh, it's something that, that needs to be fixed. Cannabis should be the first port of call, not the fucking last one. Is that Andrew Symes? I think this guy's name is because uh, he was on video talking to the news reporter about this. He, he says uh, he relies on medical cannabis to help manage a neurological health condition and spent years living in fear of being arrested uh, after being arrested for possessing the drug on a number of occasions. So it's something we all are concerned about, you know. And he says, although Cancard has helped his legal standings, the high price of prescriptions from private healthcare providers remains a worry. 
And we've heard that many times from many of our guests, because though it is legal in the UK for medicinal uses, even the oils and stuff for these kids who have epilepsy, but they still can't afford it. There's only three children in the UK are being prescribed cannabis in the, in, on the NHS, which is the National Health Service, which essentially would be free for the children to get their medicine. But these parents like Rachel Rankmore, she was, she's had to revert back to uh, some pharmaceutical medications because they haven't been able to afford uh, Bailey's prescription this month. It's like, fuck, man. Have you seen, you seen that shit up on Facebook? If you had a look? Crazy, Shocking, man. man. Yeah, they haven't been able to raise enough money to buy the medicine, so they've had to resort back to some pharmaceutical medications, and he's not, it's just made his condition work. worse, man. Now, see, yeah. it doesn't work, but they have no option. They can't afford to buy the fucking medicine. That's just fucking heartbreaking, man. Yeah, it's shocking, man, to see pictures like that. So Carly said to Sky News, she's running an organization that I wish didn't have to exist. And she also said, I really want there to be a better access to medical cannabis at a good price with a really good quality for patients in the UK. It's not too much to fucking ask for, is it? No. no. At the moment, uh, that isn't going to happen easily. That's what Carly thinks. We'll see. Maybe just put a lot of publicity out there this this week. This uh, news article has in the video about it's been going out on Sky News. So it's uh it's going to be interesting to see what the effects are what what happens after this because it's going to raise a lot of awareness to people yeah uh jason harwin the national police lead for drugs and a deputy chief constable at lincolnshire police said officers don't want to be criminalizing people we shouldn't be criminalizing yeah i'm skeptical of that claim officer he added we need to enforce the law around the possession of cannabis because it is illegal but we ultimately want to make sure individuals can access medical cannabis where they where there clearly is a health need yeah whatever whatever yeah. I don't know. It's just because we've been told before when we interviewed Neil Woods, he told us about how some police officers like to use the fact that cannabis is illegal. Like, do I smell weed and then go in somewhere or search somebody? It gives them an excuse to search somebody and maybe pull them up on another crime. And some people might just bust somebody with cannabis. Who was it who told us this shit? I can't remember. We had that. We've had so many interviews with people and found out so much stuff. But sometimes police officers just do that, man. Just cannabis cop. He told us. No, that it, it was ages ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah, David told us that too. Somebody who worked cop. in London. It was common that they, that they use that. Might be Daniel Bear. Well, maybe. Remember Doctor Bear who came on? Maybe it was him. But yeah, it just it's an excuse for them to come um, and arrest people, or at least search them, maybe find them guilty of some other crime, which I'll be able to work with. So, but let's see, things seem to be going in the right direction. Carly has definitely helped a shitload by bringing Cancard out and bringing this much publicity to it as well. That's fucking like legendary shit, man. She's done well to get all that done. So impressive. I hope she continues to do well. But eventually this card should not be needed anymore. We'll see what happens though, innit? So I think that is, is that everything for the news today? I think we have, that's all the main news stories gone, right? All the main ones. Oh, I think so. We just got some forum news to go over. Yeah. And there's I, not I, even a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed a new widget this morning when I logged on. A new widget, a new chat thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We've got a new chat software over on the forum, which we're trying out for a week or so. There's other ones I might want to give a shot as well, but this one seems to be pretty good. Seems okay. But there's problems with it on mobile right now. I'm going to try and sort out the bugs and then get it up and run it on mobile again. I just think it's a bit slow. But it should be okay, man. It seems like a decent one. Okay. Yeah, Temple Grower, you had uh, you had one of your pictures put up in D on Dutch Passion's feed this month, right? This week. Oh, a couple of them, yeah. Uh, in the past month, yeah, they uh, they wanted my blueberry and my Charlotte's Angel, so I obliged oh, yeah. them, and they sent me a bunch of stickers and See? shit. Right. Did I send you any beans? No, I didn't. Did you tell him you did, did you tell him you're from Percy's, right? No. No, right. You should have done, man. They probably would have sent you something then. Tony's a good guy. Yeah. It was Bram I was talking to, not okay. Tony. Okay. I don't know. I'm sure there's, yeah. I don't know. I didn't really care. I posted it anyways, and they're just like, oh, it's a nice plant. I was like, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> you know. And seed banks cool. like that kind of shit if you send in pictures of their plants to them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's marketing. Free marketing essentially is all that is. But, uh, 
Yeah, I was I was fucking proud as hell as that plant. Um, actually, mm. it was an eight eight to nine month project. Wow. So not really. It's just seven of those months were keeping it alive until I knew what the fuck <laughs> I was gonna do with it. So yeah, I was, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just proud that I could do that, and it turned out so well. Um, Sweet. But anyway, yeah, if you check it out, it's on my Instagram too. There's yeah, more cool I, pictures there. And as we might have mentioned earlier, uh, Martin from Martin's World, his court case was okay last week. So he is back out and back on the streets, causing trouble as he does. <laughs> uh, the, he'll be going back to March, as, like they say, 22nd, 20, 24th of March or something like that. Isn't it? Uh, could be March or April. I know court, it's in yeah. the next it's in the next two months anyway. So yeah, so go um, and find out from Martin's world on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll find out there. But good luck to him, man. You know, the whole community is behind him and supporting him there. But any any more news? Any more? Can't think of any. And that's it. Just we got some good interviews coming up. If you're but you should all be on the mailing list because that got sent out. The list of interviews that are coming up got sent out on the mailing list. So you check in your emails to make sure you see them. You can find them in there. But yeah, free Martin. Martin's still free right now. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And I hope he does. I hope he's all right though. I hope because he's been having some health issues and shit as well. He's under a lot of stress, man. And then it's not his first offense either. So he, he might, you know, you hate to think it, man. He might not be okay when they fucking when they get him in court next. Let's hope he is. There we go, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this week's news. Again, if you haven't already, head over to youtube.com slash high on homegrown and subscribe to our channel or follow us on any of the social networks that you prefer to use. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and you can find us by, just by searching for high on homegrown. Just follow us, like the page, whatever you have to do. It's different on all these different social networks. So as usual, thank you very much for joining us. We massively appreciate you coming along and listening to the show and downloading every episode. There's plenty of episodes in the past that are also available for download, absolutely free. You can stream them on Spotify without even having to download them too. So get out there, listen to more episodes. There's more interviews coming up. There's more grow guides coming up. Lots and lots of cool content coming up in the near future. So stay tuned for those. Just thank you again for downloading the show and being a supporter of the show. We massively appreciate it. And we hope you enjoy the content that we put out there every week. But for now, we'll see you on Wednesday for Dr. Bonnie Goldstein's interview. We'll see you there. Goodbye.